I'm Dr. Michael Latola. And I'm Megan Strong. Find out which one of us has advanced periodontal disease today on Chairside Live. Welcome to episode 20 of Chairside Live. Megan, how are you today? I'm doing well, how are you? Very good, thank you. We've got an interesting case of the week for you today from our combo department. The combo department is the one that deals with crown and bridge work that's being done in conjunction with a partial denture. And so we've got an interesting look at some, maybe some better ways to take some pickup impressions when we're gonna be making a crown under an existing partial. But before we get to that, let's go to Megan and the news. Scientists in Japan have created a microscopically thin film that can coat teeth to prevent decay or to whiten them. The film is made from hydroxyapatite, the main mineral in tooth enamel. The material is transparent and becomes invisible once placed on the tooth, but can be made white for use in cosmetic dentistry. Researchers are essentially aiming to create artificial enamel and hope to use the product to put an end to sensitive teeth, repair damaged enamel, and protect teeth. They say that in five or more years, the film could be used in practical dental treatment, such as covering exposed dentin, and could be used cosmetically within three years. This is something that the dental community has been working on for a long time, trying to come up with some sort of tooth substitute to mm -hmm. be able to fix teeth with something like hydroxyapatite, an enamel-like material. So this is really good news. Um, I was a little surprised to hear that they're doing it uh, for cosmetic purposes, where you're gonna be able to actually get these thin little shells right. and make it white and put it on. They don't say how long it would last or if it would be permanent. Uh, but the big one is, I think, for the people who have had some gum recession, we see a lot of people with really sensitive teeth down mm. by the gum line. And if we were able to make one of these shells and put it on patient's teeth and cover that up, they could drink cold drinks, they could drink hot drinks and not have to worry about maybe this periodontal surgery and be able to get by with one of these hydroxyapatite shells on their teeth, so that's great news. Nice. Anything else? Yes. A recent study revealed that half of U.S. adults aged 30 or older have periodontal disease. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention collected data for their National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey and found that 47.2% or 64.7 million Americans have some form of periodontal disease. In adults older than 65, the number jumps to 70%. The disease is more common in men than in women, and the rates are also higher in smokers, those living below the federal poverty level, and those with less than a high school education. With this new data, we now know that periodontal disease is one of the most prevalent, non-contagious chronic diseases in our population, similar to cardiovascular disease and diabetes. So 50% of adults have periodontal 50%. disease? 50%. That means one of the two of us sitting at this desk has it. And I know it's not me, so I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I hate to, actually, it said over 30. Right, and so I'm not, not I'm not there yet. Quite so there yet, I think we're so both, you've got we're that okay. to look forward to yes. uh, in a couple of years. And you know, We've known for a while, at least the dentists have, or we've suspected that it's been over 50%, just from what we see in people's sure. mouths. And you compared it to those chronic other diseases, mm -hmm. but the problem is that periodontal disease, um, like diabetes and hypertension, is kind of silent and it really doesn't hurt. So it's a chronic disease that doesn't hurt. And mm. that's one of the things I pray for every night. I, I pray for the health and well-being of my family and children, uh, peace in the Middle East, and that the next day periodontal disease would be painful. Because if periodontal <laughs> disease was painful, everybody would come in and actually get it treated and there'd be far less tooth loss than there is now because of the fact that it's essentially a painless disease. People let it go till their teeth are getting so loose 
that they're getting ready to fall out. I also would love to see the American Dental Association run an ad during the middle of the Super Bowl, just one ad a year mm -hmm. during the Super Bowl, letting people know that saliva is not in fact red. Because I've had men say to me before that when they, br you know, they brush their teeth and they see a little bleeding and they say, well, I wasn't all that concerned with it because it always bleeds. And I always ask them, what other part of your body would you let bleed on a daily basis without seeking immediate right. yeah, medical care? So it tends to be this thing where if they bleed from their mouth, they think it's okay and it's painless. So we know more than half the population has it, but there just doesn't seem to be that one thing like pain uh, to get them to come in and actually get that treated. All right, thank you very much. Let's go ahead now and take a look at the case of the week. This is a pretty typical scenario of something that we see in our combination department. Again, what we refer to as a combo case is any case where we're gonna be doing crown and bridge and a partial denture in conjunction with that. So uh, the doctor took a good impression for us and you can see we've got the prep here, got the tooth that the new crown is gonna be made on and that worked out fine. The problem really comes down to the pickup impression that we need to take for a case like that. So if we look at the model work that's here, you can see that uh, we've marked the rest preparation, the little area where part of the partial denture is going to stop and where it's going to sit. And when we seat the partial denture onto the impression that the doctor took from us, we can see that all of a sudden we have a little issue here. And the issue is that this is not sitting in the rest where it should be. And so the and you can see when you look at this too that we've got a, a huge amount of space between the distal part of this crown and where the partial is and that the lingual aspect of this clasp is unusually close to the prep itself. It would almost necessitate having a cast gold crown there. You almost couldn't fit a PFM there. And then we have an exceptionally large space over on the buckle as well. So in the laboratory, when our technicians put this partial onto the model, we can see that something shifted. If we look at this side, everything kind of appears to be where it should. It's a little difficult to tell from the detail of the pickup impression and the model that was poured but it looks like that side of the partial is where it should be when we look at how on the lingual it butts up against the cervical part of that tooth. So it's clear that what happened was this partial shifted this side because the one area of contact, the one area of retention, this crown has been taken off and so now these clasp arms are floating in space and there's really nothing to prevent this from rotating to the distal or sliding down a little bit on the palate because of this. And so. One of the tricks that I've done over the years to keep this from happening is when I've prepared a tooth like this, I'll put the partial denture into place and I'll verify that, for example, this lingual part is sitting here on the lingual of this tooth where it should be. And oftentimes, I will just take some flowable composite. And I'll just put a big bulk of flowable composite going from the enamel to the metal itself and then light cure it into place to kind of spot weld this partial into place because with this crown gone, there's nothing to keep this from rotating. In fact, without the flowable composite, you may even have this partial in the correct position, but when you seat the impression tray over it, the viscosity of the pressure material could be what distorts the partial and kind of pushes it away from the teeth. So you really need a way to kind of spot weld that into place. Now, if there was a clasping back here on a molar and it was clasping onto that, you wouldn't have to worry about it. But it's when we've got one area of connection between the partial and the arch on this side that's now been destroyed because we've taken the crown off. We need to make sure we spot weld this so it won't move. But it's not uh, something where we completely have to start from scratch again. So here's what we're gonna do. We're, we made a coping for the doctor and I'll put it onto the model here. 
and you can see it's a coping that fits on the prep and you can see the little spikes that we have on there coming out of this casting. And so how this is going to work is we're going to send this back to the doctor with the partial and we're going to have him cement this coping into place on the tooth with very weak temporary cement. You can put a little Vaseline in there. Uh, you could use Duralon and a little Vaseline. Anything you can put on there just to kind of locate this onto the prep so it's going to stay in place. And once the doctor temporarily cemented that onto the prep, he's going to reseat the partial. Now it's going to be in the correct position this time. So when he reseats it, he'll see this lingual part of the partial sitting in this depression, this rest prep on the lingual of that lateral incisor. And then what we need him to do is somehow connect the clasp to this coping. And we don't want to do it with impression material because we don't want it to move again. So we're going to have the doctor, while he can visually verify that this is seating correctly in the lingual, lingual spot here on that lateral incisor, take some cold cure acrylic, almost anything. You could almost use flowable composite, but you can use snap, uh, jet, Duralay. And you're actually just going to hook this coping to this clasp. And because it's going to get into the undercuts of these little arms, uh, when we take a pickup impression over this, it's all going to come out as one piece. The weak link will be the temporary cement with the Vaseline that's holding this coping down onto the tooth. So really all we're trying to do is take some acrylic and hook this clasp to this coping that's in place, let it hook onto those arms so that it stays in there when we take the impression. Then we're going to take a full arch pickup impression over this and then the partial will come out with the coping locked into place and he'll send that back to the laboratory. And now we will have a model that we can pour up with the accurate fit of the partial onto the patient's arch and an accurate fit between the clasp and the metal coping itself. This is gonna give us the best chance for restorative success when the doctor has the patient back to try in the final crown and the partial itself. That about wraps it up for this edition of Chairside Live. Megan, how'd you think that went this week? Smashingly. Did you really? I did. I felt like I didn't have my A game today. But regardless, on behalf of myself, Megan, and everybody here at the laboratory, I want to thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry. Come back next week. I've never had a cavity in my life. Oh, wow. One. Snap. One, and it was, <laughs> it was barely one, and they said, oh, we're just going to like, fill and make sure that it doesn't like progress. Right. That's what we as dentists do. We like to minimize. You're going to feel a little pinch. It's just <laughs> a little cavity. It's just a little crown. This is only uh, going to hurt a little bit. We minimize. It's probably a huge hole. You no. could have parked a car in that hole in your tooth. <laughs> I'm Dr. Michael Latola. And I'm Megan Strong. Find out which one of us has advanced periodontal disease today on Chairside Live.